Unless otherwise indicated, Ratchet Book Club is intended for a mature audience. Viewer discretion is greatly advised. Ratchet Book Club, where we read hood classics and good classics. I'm Derek. Um, so, yeah. You know, when we read All Thought Next Door, um, Vernita had the same sort of breakthrough that um, Annalise is having in this book and the same type of breakthrough that Michaela's having in this book. And it always happens right before the breakdown or the uh, loss of control or before the bad shit happens. This, it, I'm not going to say, you know what, I've only read two Ratchet books so far. The Coldest Winter Ever didn't count as a Ratchet book. It was more of a Hotep book. Um, so since I've only read two, I can't tell you what the theme is yet, but I'm sure that we're going to discover a theme pretty soon, like a, a, a script that each of these books stick to. Uh, 916... 633-1537, uh, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com, um, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter, and you can leave a review at Podchaser. Um, yeah, I'm almost certain that something bad's about to happen, and I can't wait. So anyways, before I go into the chapter, we got a couple messages from Roy from the Let Me Tell You Something Bitch podcast. Again, you can find her podcast at Let Me Bitch Bitch on Twitter. She hits me up usually as she goes through each episode, and I really do appreciate it because her insights are amazing. And that's what I'm asking for from y'all as well. If y'all have a thought or something like that, just hit me in the DMs at Ratchet Book Club, and I will hit you right back. I promise we'll have conversations. Um, she said, niggas are never okay with you cheating, even while cheating on you. My uncle once assaulted his side chick for going on a date, and his wife had to bail him out of jail. Like, sir, you're married. If that single woman want to see other men, that's her business. What boggles my mind is that this dude literally packed up to go back to Zakia after not being able to have sex with his wife because he was exhausted from cheating. Make it make sense. Joni's going to snitch. At least I hope she does. And I, I hope she does too. Like I'm thinking that's going to be part of this breakdown. Also, it makes no sense to me that like, okay, a flight from Texas to Portland, probably about five hours. No layovers. He probably got a straight shot. Six hours with the layover. Um, your dick still shouldn't work. Like, if your dick didn't work when you were around your wife and it didn't work, like, I, I'm not going to say how I know this, but I'm going to say that if you fuck for, like, five days straight, which, you know, it can be done. Even at the ages of 40 and up, you can fuck for five days straight if the loving is right and it's there for you. But after that... Your dick ain't getting hard for at least two days. Like, it ain't doing shit. Like, I need to, it's like, I need to rest. Like, quit touching me. Don't even look at me. You better, you better, you better sit down when you pee. Because you're not going to be able to hold me to go pee either. Like, if you touch me, I'm going to chafe up. What you going to do then? So, I understand how he was able to be able to uh, give her love right after he, not right as he gets back, but after they get back from the store and they're arguing and all that kind of shit. Also, um, love how it's just like Belly, where um, Zakia and Gavin are arguing, and Gavin gets her dick so good that she stops being mad, and she starts singing songs and shit. Gavin is so fucking stupid. This is Roy again. She's right, though. Gavin is so fucking stupid, and Albertson's definitely has security. And Zakia calling a married man her, she a fucking dummy, too. 
Yeah, I didn't get that. Like, you know, she, you know, he's married. You know who he's married to. And like I said, Tracy didn't know he was married. So he's wrong. But you wrong for calling a married man yours. Like you're getting too possessive for somebody who was planning on playing him for his money when you first saw him. Like that went out the window real quick. What happened to that plan? What happened to getting him for his cash? Having a little bit of fun. It ain't like he got a big dick. You said that he got a short, strong dick. A, a strong, short dick. I hope Annalise evicts the kid out of her house. Tommy is not in love. This dude is a crazy-ass controlling stalker. People who love you respect your boundaries and don't threaten you or give you ultimatums. Oh, that shit's about to go down. And Yeah, I hope Annalise evicts her and sells the house. Fuck it. I hope Annalise evicts her, bulldozes the house, builds another house on it, and then sells it. Ooh, yeah. Or she bulldozes it. And sells the land. Yeah, that would be great too. But yeah, that's Roy. She's from the uh, Let Me Tell You Something Bitch podcast. And just just check her out on Twitter. Let me bitch bitch. It's, it's dope. So, anyway. Chapter 13. Annalise Channing. What the hell is this? I huffed when I went outside to take the trash out. And noticed some mold growing on a section of our home. Rushing inside so I can get somebody to come over and take care of it right away. I want to dig through my file cabinet for our homeowner's insurance policy. That was when I came across a deed from my house in Portland. Since I had never actually seen the property before Gavin so-called rented it out, I got really curious about it all of a sudden. After calling an agent to come and take a look at the damage of our structure, I got online to see if I can get some more information and pictures of the home in Portland. The only sites I could think to search where my husband may have placed ads were property management websites. Where is it and where the hell would I find the information I'm looking for? I huffed angrily. My blood boiled when I came up empty each time. But I couldn't even vent good because Michaela's ass was too busy whining about karma. That nigga was biting her so hard that she found herself stuck in a damn love triangle all because she wanted better sex than what her husband was given. That was her own fault. And she was the one to blame. Just like me trusting Gavin with the sneaky way he was supposedly renting my property out. I can't fucking believe this man, I screamed, slamming my laptop on the table. What happened? That motherfucker says he rented the house out in Portland to somebody online who answered his ad. But I can't find anything about it. As far as I can tell, Gavin never listed my damn property, I fumed. Wow. You got to be kidding me. I wish I was. So who the hell is he renting it to? Michaela questioned with a raised brow. That's what I'm saying, girl. I don't know what's going on, I told her. Have you seen the house yet? Michaela asked. No, I haven't seen it. Why not, Lisey? You got a whole house in a different state and you didn't even bother to check it out? Michaela interrogated as she scooted me out the way so she can go on Google and put in the address I had written on the tablet. Now why the hell didn't I think to do that shit? I huffed, feeling really stupid. See, all you had to do was type in the damn address, boo. Aside from who the hell is currently renting it, everything you want to know about the property is right here, Michaela blurted as a bunch of pictures of this beautiful estate popped up. This is all me? I gasped and put my hand over my mouth. Yep, this is you, boo. Michaela shrieked as she clicked on an older listing. It must have been when my father first purchased the property. Yeah, I guess it is. I whispered in amazement as I saw the cottage, the pool, and all the land. It was like a mini palace. To be honest, it made the house that Gavin and I shared in Texas shameful. Girl, let's go out there and check it out. That way we can see who the hell is really supposed to be renting it, Michaela pressed. How soon can you go? Hmm, that is a good idea. And after seeing all these pictures, now I really am curious. What do you think it looked like? Michaela, as ghetto as those folks are, I really thought it was a trap house or some shit. I laughed, feeling really dumb. Now that I know otherwise, let's book a trip to go out there to Portland next weekend to see it. I don't want to disturb the current tenants. That is, if Gavin really is renting it out. I mean, that would be the only explanation that wouldn't be listed, right? Even if you had listed it before, it would still pop up, Annalise. Just like the agency that listed the house before. 
Every time a property is listed online to sell or rent, there's usually some sort of trail of it to be found, she explained. Either way it goes, don't mention where we're going next weekend because that'll give Gavin time to cover his tracks. It's best to catch a person off guard. Was Michaela really sitting there telling me how to be sneaky when she was on the verge of getting caught in her own shit any day? This girl was crazy, but in this case, I had to agree with her. Gavin didn't need to know about me checking up on him or my property. Catch him off guard? Why? No particular reason, but if you can't find a listing anywhere, it means he didn't put the house on the market like he told you he did. So what has he been doing? Going out there all these different times, Michaela questioned. Now she was giving me something to think about, especially when I didn't even know my husband's whereabouts. As for now, I hadn't heard from his ass since he left earlier. I didn't know where he was or what he was doing. Now here my Michaela was. What? Now here my best Michaela was. Oh, okay. I'll just edit it now. That shit gets on my nerves. Now here my best friend Michaela was, asking a question I didn't know how to answer. I have no idea, but I'm going to book flights for the two of us and head out there to Portland next weekend like we planned. I need to see this estate for myself so I can decide what I want to do with it. If it looks anything like the pictures we saw online and Gavin did rent it out, I may have to kick the asses up out of there so I can move in. I teased, but I wasn't playing. Seriously? I know Portland is your hometown, boo, but you really leave Texas? Did you see that house, girl? Wouldn't it make you want to move? I asked. Hell yeah! My kids will love that pool with the waterfall and slide, and that master bathroom is amazing, Michaela said. That's what I'm saying. That house is fucking beautiful. But would you really move from here? Away from me? She pouted with sad eyes. You can always come visit me, I suggested. And if you decide to move out there, I will be visiting. Believe that, Michaela promised as I closed my laptop. Booked. We'll be leaving in four days. Do you think Joe will trip? Not after I explained to him that we were going out there to check out your property. He'll understand. I had already told him your father had left you some property. Did you tell him about the money, too? Girl, no. That ain't his business or mine to tell, Michaela assured. You're right, but it isn't like it's a secret, I said. Maybe not, but it's still not my business to tell. Just remember not to tell Gavin we're planning on going out there. I ain't telling him shit. I hope he ain't been doing nothing behind my back because heaven help me if I find out. Do you have a key to the property, Michaela asked. Yeah. I got two sets of the reading of the will, along with the deed and papers. Gavin has one set because he was supposed to give it to the realtor so she could show the house. None of this shit makes any fucking sense, Michaela. Who is this real estate agent that called herself listing the damn house? Better yet, where is the ad because from what Gavin is telling me, he's definitely getting rent deposits every month. So someone has to be staying there, Michaela. I just don't know who and what the hell the big secret is. I mean, who's in my house? Ding, ding, ding. That's the million dollar question, Michaela said with a wink. While you sit here and try and figure it out, Lisey, let me get out of here so I can go talk to my husband about our little trip to Portland. Thanks, sis. I really appreciate you for having my back, I said as I hugged my bestie. Always, boo. We have each other's backs. That's just what we do. Once the door closed behind Michaela, I had to smile and be thankful for her timing. She popped up just at the right time. Ain't that a goddamn truth? And because she was thinking straight, she was able to find the information that I needed on the property. Truthfully, I was glad that I had the chance to chill with Michaela tonight. Even though I didn't agree with her on her decision to cheat on Joe, I still loved her, and I'd always support her. The nerve of that man, I thought to myself, then decided against calling Gavin to see where he was. At the moment, I was so irritated by the way he was handling things that I didn't even care. Wherever he was, I hoped he was enjoying himself because if I found out that he was stepping out on me, I was going to leave his ass out of second thought. Only because I had given Gavin no reason to step out on our marriage since I was faithful. Not only that, but I had been extremely supportive of him the entire time we had been together. Even though I didn't know for sure exactly what my husband had been doing, for him to even think about cheating on me would be the ultimate betrayal. Just the notion of him doing it gave me goosebumps. 
Oh, sure. I loved Gavin, but I wasn't in love with him the way I used to be. Our relationship had fizzled quite a bit when at one time it sizzled like bacon in a hot pan. I didn't know what I could do to get us back on track, but something definitely had to change because if it didn't, I couldn't see our marriage lasting too much longer. To be honest, I wasn't even sure if I wanted our relationship the way it once was. If Gavin was cheating on me, there would be no forgiveness. I would file for divorce and move into the estate in Portland. However, if he wasn't cheating, we'd have to attend counseling because something was off in our marriage. I just couldn't figure out what it was. They said sometimes couples lost their fire for one another after being together a certain amount of time. I could tell that was what happened with us. We weren't nowhere near where we used to be, so it would take a lot of work for us to be happy again. I'm sitting here giving myself a damn headache. I chances I got up and went into my room not even wanting to deal with the bullshit. Instead of harping on it when I went to bed, I focused on more positive things, like going to Portland the following weekend to see this beautiful property. I just want to see what the estate looks like, I whispered as I fluffed my pillow, got comfortable, and closed my eyes. Although my vision was shut off from the world, my mind wasn't, and it was busy wondering what living in my hometown would be like 10 years later. It was definitely something to think about. If I had known that house looked that beautiful, I would have given myself a tour before heading back to Texas that day. However, my mind wasn't on the house that day. After getting into a fight with that ghetto-ass Barbie, the only thing I wanted to do was get to the airport and head home. If I never saw Zacchaeus' ass again, I'd be happy as hell. I didn't know whose idea was to make us sisters, but that title existed in blood only because I would never refer to her as my sister. That bitch probably liked me less than I hated her, but I didn't give a shit. I didn't know why my father even got me involved with that ghetto-ass family of his. In a way, I wish I never knew about that bitch. But then on the other hand, I was glad I had the opportunity to go out there because if I didn't, I never would have gotten the check or the house. And since things between me and Gavin were so screwed up, I was glad I had somewhere else to run to. Finally getting my mind to shut down after an hour, morning came too quickly. The only good thing about it was that I woke up with a new lease on life. Climbing out of bed, I went into the living room and got on my computer to do some digging. Not digging pertaining to my husband, but finding out information about how to move. What steps I'd need to take if I wanted to move back to Portland. What would happen if I filed for divorce from Gavin? It was crazy how things were working out for me. And who was I to interfere with God's plans? Because at the end of the day, he had the final say. Damn, ain't that just fortunate? Because she was never going to find that shit. I don't understand how it's 2021. This book was written this year. I understand how this shit happened this year. And you don't know about Google Maps. Google Earth. Google. Like where the fuck was she searching? She wasn't searching Zillow. Where the fuck was she searching? And I don't know if rental properties. If they actually uh, post those. If they keep a record of those being posted. Because most of the rentals that I've ever seen. Were on Craigslist or some other type janky shit. Facebook. But I don't know if they keep those. So Michaela might be wrong about that. But Michaela was right in pointing her in the right direction. To go out there and see this house. That Zakia's living in. And also. um, Yeah. You got awfully uh, self-righteous about that whole uh, Gavin better not be cheating on me or else I'm going to divorce him. I ain't never stepped out on him before. Shit. He stepped out into a pool with Anthony and went to the other end. And you were more than ready to do your thing thing in Los Angeles. But you know. I don't know why our relationship is suffering. Maybe it's because your husband's looking at other women and you're looking at the door and neither one of y'all are looking to satisfy each other either sexually, mentally, emotionally, physically. Like, you started laughing at him when his dick wouldn't get hard. Like, for real, y'all are not on the same page. Y'all aren't even in the same book. But, you know, go ahead and fly up to Portland and uh, your shit gonna fall apart and that's gonna be great. And hopefully Michaela's shit gets pulled before she leaves. But I'm sure that with a book like this, it ain't going to happen until she gets back. Chapter 14. Zakia Lansing. Although Gavin and I went to bed mad, he woke me up in a damn good mood around 4 a.m. 
gently taking my hand. He placed it on his morning wood and smiled at me. This nigga had sex the night. This is me. Sorry. This nigga had sex with her the night before. After leaving because his dick wouldn't get hard. He had sex with her. And now he's waking up at 4 a.m. and his dick is hard again. Nah. Gently taking my hand, he placed it on his morning wood and smiled at me. Mmm, I hummed and stroked it. Sliding out of my panties, I leaned over and kissed his lips as I mounted him. Just as I slid down on his shaft, I heard a baby crying. Being on the verge of a bomb-ass climax, I ignored the loud hollering until I released my first orgasm. Damn! That shit has thrown me off, Gavin huffed as the crying continued. Waking up to Tanisha and her kids in my house was an eye-opener. I had to hurry up and find her and her rugrats somewhere to go because I couldn't have them disturbing the intimate time that I was trying to have here with Gavin. There we were in my bed about to tear the sheets up and I couldn't even concentrate long enough to get my second orgasm. This bitch was trying my patience and if she didn't shut that damn baby up by giving her what she wanted, I was about to go in there and cuss her ass out for letting her cry like that. If that shit woke my kids up, I was really going to flip out. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with that girl. I spoke and hopped up to throw something on so that I can go and see what was going on. Regretting that I didn't have a room fixed up on the other side of the house, I stomped angrily by my kids' room and stopped at the next one. Trying to decide what to do about my cousin and her kids, I swung the bedroom door open ready to flash the fuck out on Tanisha's ass. But of course, that would have to wait because that bitch was gone. I know this bitch ain't just leaving me with these kids. I panicked, ready to call CPS and whoever else to come and get her kids because I wasn't taking care of them. Picking up her beautiful baby girl, I immediately found her diaper leaking. Quickly changing her, quieted her long enough for me to make her a bottle and go find out where her mama was. Propping the bottle up with the blanket after positioning the baby on her side, I tiptoed out and went to get my cell. Turning around to go to my room, I saw Tanisha peeking in my bedroom door. She was so busy digging in her bra and tuned into what she was watching that she didn't hear or see me creep up. What the fuck, Tanisha? I snapped and shoved her out the way enough to see Gavin on his back with his dick out stroking it. I was looking for you, she insisted. Why the fuck you watch my man like that for? I, I, I was looking for you, she stuttered with a faraway stare. That look I knew from anywhere. My mama used to have that same look when she was on that shit. Tanisha was definitely high on something and she had to get out. Get the fuck out. I snapped, sending Gavin to the hallway with nothing but his boxers. What's going on? He questioned as my son came out of his room. When he started crying, that was what broke my patience. Gavin, call an Uber right now. Without questioning me, he did as I asked while I put my son back to bed before Daylinda woke up. Closing the bedroom door behind me, I whispered loudly, Get the fuck out, Tanisha. What? Where am I supposed to go? Shit. She should have thought about that shit before she came running to my house to pull that stupid stuff. Doing drugs and invading my privacy was disrespectful and the best thing that I could do was make her leave before it got worse. Tanisha was my cousin by blood, but that wasn't about to stop me from putting my hands on her if I had to. Get. Out. For real, Zakia? She cried. You got this big ass house and me and my kids can't use one little funky room? Hell no. Get your shit and get the fuck out. Wow. You's a selfish ass bitch. Like you don't even deserve this big fucking house and the way you fucking your sister's husband, you ain't gonna have it for long. If I gotta find that bitch and tell her myself, she gon' find out. Was this bitch serious? Was she standing in my damn house threatening me? Was that her way of trying to get me to let her stay? Gavin must have heard it too because he started helping me gather Tanisha's shit up so we could set it all outside. Luckily, the Uber was pulling up right when I got that last load out. Going back inside while Gavin loaded the Uber, I took the baby girl and put her in her car seat. Grabbing her son's hand, I took them both outside and put him in the car. The last step was to go and get Tanisha, who I hadn't seen since my first trip. I didn't know what that bitch was up to, but I hurried up and found her. Are you seriously in my bathroom smoking that shit? I yelled, busting through the locked door. Bitch, get off me! Tanisha hollered and swung wildly. 
We went blow for blow until she knocked me into the tub and ran out. Struggling to pry myself up, I checked my thigh where it hit the porcelain. Fuck! I shouted and shook it off. Coming out the bathroom, I heard the front door slam. Going to the living room to see who it was, I saw no one until the door reopened and Gavin stood there with a ridiculous expression. What's wrong? I asked curiously, looking around to see that the Uber and my cousins were gone. That bitch took your purse, he told me. Shaking my head, I laughed when he told me it was a black coach because it wasn't shit in there but some odds and ends. My wallet and important shit were in my top drawer. Going into the kitchen, Gavin and I started talking for the next 15 minutes about what I caught Tanisha doing. While he was offended, I frowned and got mad all over again. Where'd you tell the Uber to drop Tanisha and her kids, I asked, knowing that you had to put a destination in when you called for a ride. The only address I had here in Portland, he said. Oops. Where? My old condo? I questioned, still not understanding what Gavin was trying to tell me. No. Before he could answer me, my phone was ringing. Damn, what does she want? I huffed. Who? Auntie Joni. When I mentioned her name and connected the cell at the same time, I got all my answers. Shit, I had to laugh too. What in the hell so funny, Zakia? Why in the hell would you send Tanisha and those kids over here when I just told you I didn't want her here? She fussed as I continued to laugh. I just told you that shit, Zakia. Oh, we cussing now? I teased. I'm glad you think this shit is funny, Zakia. Auntie Joni laughed. I bet you won't think it's funny when karma come knocking at your door. Or should I say your sister Annalise's door because that's her house she's staying in. When she find out that shit along with the fact you screwing her husband, I want to see if you'll still be laughing. Or will it take your sorry ass baby daddy to get out of jail once again and then come looking for you? Because you know he will, Zakia. Will it be funny then? That was enough, and I didn't mean to be disrespectful, but I had to cuss her out and hang up on her. Yes, I blocked her ass too. Ain't nobody got time for that shit. Setting my cell on the kitchen counter, I glanced up to see this fool pacing the floor. What the hell reason he had to be mad when I was the one who was going through all this bullshit? What's wrong with you? I said nastily. First, I run to Annalise's friend Tracy, and I know if she ever talks to her, she gonna tell her she saw me with you. So, what if she does, I said and twisted my lip up. Whatever, Zakia. You ain't in my position. I got a wife at home that don't have a damn clue what we've been doing behind her back. You can't see it my way because you ain't got to explain to nobody about me. You're single. Well, in a way, Gavin was right. But then again, so was Auntie Joni. It didn't matter where I went, Dayla would always find me. See, told y'all so. Build up, having second thoughts, feeling bad about what they did with their life, breakdown. It always happens, at least in these two books. I bet you the next chapter is going to be chapter 15. Nope, I thought it was going to be Michaela. Chapter 15. <laughs> So, Tanisha got there for one day. Probably, like I said, she probably burnt the house down smoking crack. I didn't want to say that because, you know, I didn't want to say that, you know, people smoking crack keep will burn down an apartment. But, you know, I don't know. She probably got evicted. I don't know. But she's still smoking crack. Um, also, I'm pretty sure Gavin, uh, strong, short dick ain't enough to make anybody want to rub their titties. Unless it's just been a really ass time, long ass time and she was high. I don't know. Anyhow. Uh, there's the breakdown. Now she's going to tell Tracy or she's going to tell, uh, Annalise. I don't know how that's going to happen, but then Gavin accidentally sent her ass to Aunt Joni's house when all he had to do was ask, Hey, what's a good place to send her to? But he didn't. He just sent her to Joni's house. Not even telling Joni. So now Joni's like, I'm a karma's going to bite your ass. I'm a tell too. So now you got two people. One of them though, actually got Annalise's telephone number. Ooh. So anyway, chapter 15, Dalo Hearns. It took three weeks of calling that little bitch Zakia, and she hadn't been answered for shit. Then when she finally did pick up, she hung right back up in my face. Didn't she know that it cost for me to use my homeboy's burner phone up in the joint? While my baby mama out there being a loose liar, I was trapped in a fucking cage like an animal and left for dead. 
Then she wanted to curb a nigga on the low by moving out and keeping me in the dark about everything. Yeah, that shit was sneaky, and now I definitely didn't trust the kid's ass. Man, let me call my nigga Dyson to see if he found out anything else. I told Smack, who was standing there waiting on his phone back. He didn't give a damn about what I was talking about, because ever since I hooked him up with lonely-ass Berenda, he was fucking love-struck. Oh, dumbass naive fool. It's cool. Smack smiled and checked to see if a guard was in sight. As he nodded his head, I dialed Dyson up and listened as the voicemail came right on. Not now, I whispered, really needing this dude to pick up his fucking cell so we can tell me whatever else he found out besides Zakia losing her condo and moving out. Since then, I had him go past her dad's estate. If she was living there, I knew she had to be feeling herself for acting this fucking shady. Continuing to hit the send button, I finally got lucky when Dyson answered on the first ring like he was just waiting for me to call. This time, that nigga had more tea to spill than Kermit. What'd you find out? I asked. Nigga, you talked to her already? Dyson questioned. Yeah, I finally got that bitch on the line. She admitted that she was living at her dad's estate. Did you go by there? I pressed. Yeah, but I'm just tripping off what I saw when I went by there, dude. The fuck you talking about, yo? I ain't trying to have you up in there splitting nobody's wigs and shit, nigga, he clowned. Nigga, just say what the fuck you saw, yo. Well, I drove past that address you gave me and had to check that shit three times. That's where your baby mama live, right? Yeah. Did you see her? She's supposed to be living there by herself? Dyson interrogated, hit me with question after question. Nigga, I don't know. That's why I'm calling to see what the fuck you found out. You said you saw her? Yeah. At first, I didn't recognize her ass because she was always wearing one of those bright-ass wigs or some crazy shit like that. But this time, she wasn't. She was rocking some braids and... Nigga, Dyson, I don't need a play-by-play of what my baby mama was wearing. I just want to know what the fuck she was doing out at the house. Man, I don't know if you want to hear this shit. Now Dyson was cracking up and I didn't find none of it funny. What happened when you got there, nigga? I was becoming real irritated really fast. Just spit the shit out, bruh. Damn. Zakia was outside with some dude. Some dude? Like like a kid. Like her nephew or cousin or uncle or some shit? I huffed trying not to act a fool and get some more time added to my shit. Especially when they're already talking about releasing me early because of overcrowding. At first, it looked all friendly and shit. But then, I waited for him to finish his sentence, but he didn't. Then what, Dyson? I asked. They kissed, man. They what? They kissed. You actually saw my baby mama kissing this other nigga? Is that what the fuck you telling me? I asked just to clarify. Yeah, I even took pictures with my phone. I could send them to you if you want. Nah, I don't want no fucking pictures. I snapped in a low tone while I gritted my teeth so hard that my jaw hurt. I can't believe I'm up in here and that little bitch over there cheating on me. Every time I would ask what's going on, she said the same damn thing. Nothing, Dave. Nothing. I mocked. Now she's fucking some other nigga and she's not even taking my damn calls. <laughs> Sorry, bro. Dyson chuckled under his breath, but that shit didn't bother me. I was too worried about getting out and fucking Zakia up. Ain't nothing. Thank you for checking that shit out for me. I'ma holler at you later, bro. I said, anxious to get off the phone. Alright, bro. Keep your head and try not to let that shit get you down. Oh, I'm straight. Believe that. Ending the call, I tried Zakia back once more before I gave Smack his cell back. The tension was so built up inside of me that I had to go work out to release it all before I fucked up and hurt somebody up in here. Thankfully, I didn't have to go through any of that shit because when I finished, I felt a sense of peace. That only lasted until I got back to my cell and thought about my baby mama again. I couldn't believe that bitch had fucked me over like that. She had moved and hadn't said shit to me and now she was kissing on some other nigga and had that motherfucker around my damn kids. Oh man, when I get the hell out of here, I was gonna kill that bitch. Baby mama or not, I didn't even give a fuck. Zakia had been playing this nigga for a damn fool and I wasn't having it. Everything that she was doing in the dark was about to be brought to the light.
If I didn't believe that shit when I went to sleep that night, I definitely believed it the next morning. Man, when the guards yelled out my name and told me to roll out, I hopped up out the hard-ass cot and started breakdancing without a lick of music playing. With no time to use Smack's burner cell, I went ahead and waited until I was out of the Justice Center to reach out to Zakia again. Why this bitch ain't answering? Dialing up Dyson, I had him scoop me up from downtown. He must have been ready to see what was about to jump off because when I told him that I need to go past that house, that nigga made it to me in 20 minutes. That shit didn't matter to me because if what Dyson was saying was the truth, being embarrassed was the last thing I was worried about. You think she got that nigga staying with her? Dyson asked as we drove over to the estate. I guess we're about to find out, I replied mentally preparing myself to catch the kid cheating while physically preparing to beat this nigga down, whoever he was. Pounding my right fist into the palm of my left hand, I talked about how I was going to fuck some shit up. Dyson laughed, but he was ready to have my back if any shit jumped off. You never know these days, bruh. A bitch find a better catch and jump on they side like they've been knowing them forever, Dyson clowned. I wish Zakia would take that nigga's side, I huffed, not knowing for sure if there was somebody else. As we hit the last block and the huge house got in view, my stomach bubbled with anticipation. Me and I was ready to snatch my baby mama up if she was being foul. See? That's the nigga's car I saw here yesterday, Dyson yelled, pointing to some newer model vehicle that was parked next to Zakia's ride on the side of the house. You want me to park here or pull up in there like a bold motherfucker? We ain't doing shit half-ass, nigga. Pull this shit up to the front door and honk the motherfucking horn, too, I demanded, ready to jump out as soon as he threw the gear in park. Instead of the front door opening, here comes Zakia running out of the little guest house on the side. She had a head rag on and was out of breath. What are you doing here? Why the fuck you breathing hard and looking like that, I huffed, walking up on her. And whose fucking car is this? Well, my baby mama didn't answer fast enough, I snatched her up by her throat. Normally, I wouldn't put my hands on her except to slap or shove, but when I saw this nigga run out the main house trying to be a Captain Save-A-Hoe, I couldn't help myself. After punching the key in the chest and sending her to the ground moaning in pain, I turned to go blow for blow with this uppity type nigga. I could tell the fool was a square, but he held his own till my foot slipped and he got me down. Then that dude went to letting me have it while Zakia picked herself up off the pavement. Get the fuck off him, Dyson threatened and cocked his gun. The sound was enough to back the nigga up off me and just like my homeboy said, Zakia ran right over to his side. You good? Hell nah. Who in the fuck is this nigga putting his hands on you? He asked my baby mama. That's Dalo, Gavin. My kid's father. She told him and gave me a dirty-ass look. Who the fuck is this clown you got up in the house with you, Zakia? And where the fuck my kids at? You had him up in there around another man, Zakia? I yelled while Dyson rushed and got a grip on my arm. As he held on to me, that mark-ass dude got on his cell and dialed the cops. At least that's what I assumed once I heard the sirens minutes later while we stood there arguing about who he was and how long he had been fucking my baby mama. Unfortunately, I didn't find any of it out because Dyson was already jumping to his ride. He wasn't trying to stick around for the cops to reach the property, and if I had any sense, I would have beaten him to his car. But the way my emotions were all over the place, I couldn't tear myself away from the foul situation without at least punching both of them bitches. Catching the Gavin dude off guard, I dropped him with a right blow, and before Zakia could even try to jump bad, I backhanded her ass into the middle of next week. She was so stunned that I wasn't sure if she had heard me when I told her I would be back because I definitely was. Nobody but God himself could keep me from her and my kids. Nobody. So, that's one down. I mean, there we go. You know, we are now at the point where uh, chickens come home to roost and shit. So, yeah, um... Three more chapters. Four more chapters left. No, three more chapters. Three more chapters left. Yeah, everything's about to hit home. Everything. This nigga got real lucky, though, getting that uh, get-out-of-jail-free card, like, the next day. I'm just saying that. 
But you know, they only got three more chapters left. Y'all want to read another one? I want to read another one. Let's go. Chapter 16, Gavin Channing. Getting rid of the cops after answering all their questions, I hit Zakia with a bunch of my own. She must have known it was coming because as soon as we made it inside, she started explaining. Or at least trying to. I'm so sorry, Gavin. I thought you said he was in jail. He was. So how did he even know where you were? You been communicating with him? I asked. Something about this fucking situation didn't make sense, but I wasn't going to stop asking questions until it did. No. I haven't talked to him in a long time. So how the hell did he know where to find you? I, I, I don't know. Maybe Tanisha or my auntie told him, she stuttered. Did you know he was getting out? I thought y'all weren't together anymore, Zakia. I continued to rant. We're not together. And I didn't know he was getting out either. You're lying. You've been talking to him. No, I haven't. I hadn't even heard from him until yesterday. He called out the blue. She grunted and bent down. What's wrong? This shit hurts, she cried as she held on to the left side of her rib cage. Carefully lifting her shirt up, I saw that her light skin was already beginning to bruise and swell. Damn, what the fuck is wrong with that nigga? He ain't never put his hands on me like this before, Gavin. I swear, I don't know what the hell. You probably ain't never got caught cheating on him because evidently y'all supposed to be a couple. That's what he said, ain't it? I scoffed, getting mad all over again. If it weren't for Zakia being in so much pain, I would have left her right then and took my ass back to Texas. She was lucky that I loved and cared about her. That was why I took her to urgent care to have her checked out. When we got there, she was seen right away. Although I got to be there for the examination, when it was time for her to get the x-rays, I had to go out to the waiting room. I'm just going to break in right here while she's getting the x-rays done. I bet you she's pregnant. I bet you she's pregnant. Ooh. While in there, I doubt Annalise up to check on her since she hadn't reached out to me. Apparently, she was still mad and so was I, but that didn't eliminate the fact that we were married and we had to deal with one another once I got home. Before I got there, I just wanted to make sure that we were good instead of walking into another argument. That shit right there, I couldn't deal with. Oh, so you finally decided to call me up after not coming home last night, Annalise fussed when she picked up. I didn't think you even noticed that I wasn't there. I laughed because she had a lot of nerve. Yeah, I noticed a lot more than you think I noticed, Gavin, but we're not going to get into all that right now. Not over the phone. What? I snapped defensively because I didn't know what my wife knew. Did she know about me and Zakia? Praying that that wasn't the case, I played it off and agreed to have this little talk that she wanted to have once I got back to Houston. Whatever it was, I could deal with it then because now I had some other shit to be concerned with. What's wrong? I asked the nurse came from the waiting room to get me. Is she okay? Yes. She just asked for you. That was all the nurse said before she escorted me to the small room that had Zakia in. Closing the door behind me, I walked near her and noticed the tears dripping from her eyes. <clears throat> What's wrong? I questioned out of concern. What did the x-rays show? Well, before I could even get them, they made me take a pregnancy test. So? You said you was on the shot, right? That was when we first met. My next shot was due a month later and I never got it, she confessed and dropped her head. Standing there with mixed emotions, I reached out my hand and gently caressed her stomach. That nigga been locked up the whole time we've been together, right? I checked. Yeah, so please don't even question if this child is yours, Gavin, because it is, Zakia insisted and cried even harder. Wow. All those years me and Annalise were together, she hadn't gotten pregnant, not one time. Then for me to meet this chick by chance, fall in love with her, and knock her up? How do you feel? Are you happy? Are you? I'm scared, Zakia said, squeezing my hand tightly. Scared of what? Shit, this will be your third time around, I laughed to ease up the tension. Not scared like that, Gavin. Scared about you never leaving your wife. I'm done with Dalo, and after today, I'm sure he's done with me too. Nope. 
That fool said he'd be back, and as long as you have kids by him, he gonna keep showing up. I enlightened her and myself at the same time. It was an eye-opener. If Zakia had this baby by me, I would have to deal with her ignorant baby daddy, Dalo. Not to mention that we will stay on the run from Annalise because after she found out that I got her sister pregnant, I for sure was going to be on her most wanted list. Not to keep, but to kill. What? You don't want me to have this baby, Gavin? She pressed with tears still flowing. Get things straight with Dalo and let me go home and see where things stand with me and Annalise because, oh, so you got to check with your wife to see if it's okay for you to have baby with me when she obviously didn't want one with you in the first fucking place? No, and don't act like the fact that you two are sisters don't matter, Zakia. You need to stop fucking saying that shit. It doesn't matter because she ain't my fucking sister, Gavin, she yelled, sending the doctor, two nurses, and security up in the room. The two guards immediately assumed I was harming Zakia and bum-rushed me to the floor and cuffed me. Yep. That was enough excitement for me that day, and once I took her ass home and made sure she was good, I was ready to go to the airport. Brenda got the kids from school and daycare, right? I checked as I tossed the register of my shit in that duffel. Yeah, she's keeping them for the rest of the week. So if you decide to come back before then, don't start rushing me and shit, Zakia. I huffed and shook my head. You can't start calling me and getting all emotional and make you do dumb shit. Y'all, I had to reread that line just to make sure I said it right. You can't start calling me and getting all emotional to make you do dumb shit. That don't make no sense. Dumb shit like what, Gavin? She hollers sitting up in the bed. Dumb shit what? Like show up in Texas if you start ignoring me? Ignore you for what, Zakia? If I don't answer, that means I can't talk right then, but you know I'll call back when I can. That don't mean keep hitting my cell until I answer because that ain't gonna do shit but get your ass blocked. It was the first time threatening her like that, but she was pushing it with all this baby daddy drama. Then on top of that to find out she carrying my baby. You gonna talk crazy to me like that and then just leave me for Dalo to come over here and get me? She whined. You have a security system. So if you're that scared, go over to Berinda's with the kids, I told her as I kissed her lips. I'll call you from the plane. Love you, she sang out. Love you too, I repeated as I left the house and kicked myself all the way to Texas. With all the information that I found out, I didn't know how to deal with Annalise when I walked in our house and found her there. You finally found where your home is? Because this show ain't where your heart is, Annalise cut her eyes and checked the clock. You almost made it two nights you stayed out. You want to tell me where the hell you been? And what the hell happened to your face? With all the worrying about Zakia being pregnant, I forgot all about the bruises on my damn face from the fight I had with her baby daddy, Dalo. What the fuck was I supposed to say happened? Not only did I have to make an excuse concerning my whereabouts, but now I had to figure out an excuse pertaining to my fucking face. Yeah, I got the stutter and I had to finally tell her it was none of her damn business. None of my business, Gavin. I'm your fucking wife. Don't you think I know that shit, Annalise? Damn. You stress me out so fucking bad sometimes that I just gotta get away. It don't even matter where I go. Just as long as it's somewhere I can enjoy more damn peace. I lied straight to her face because peace is the last thing I had as a kid after her baby daddy showed up. You think you don't stress me out? Then when I try to get me some, you can't even get it up. She clowned, making me have to prove a point. Allowing my wife to talk shit, I downed two double shots of whiskey, took a quick shower, and put it on Annalise like I hadn't done in a while. Had her damn near climbing the walls each time she reached her climax. Feeling her tightness as her juices exploded while she screamed my name brought back memories of how we used to be. It felt so good to be back inside her. That shit reminded me that I was still very much in love with my wife. Damn, Gavin. Wow, Annalise giggled and cuddled in my arms. I miss this right here. Me too, baby. Me too. I confessed as we spooned for a few seconds before she went and got me a warm, soapy rag. After she washed me up as well as herself, Annalise got right back in bed and snuggled close to me until we both drifted off. That was the best five hours of sleep that I'd had in a while and could have lasted longer if I hadn't heard myself vibrating on the floor. Checking the time, I knew that it was well after three in the morning. That means it could only be one person calling me, Zakia. Making sure that Annalise was still lightly snoring, I crept into the other room so I could take the call. 
Didn't we just talk about this shit? I whispered. Are you sleeping with her, Gavin? Zakia sniffled. Are you still fucking your wife? It was like the chick had cameras in my house, had me checking and everything before I came to the conclusion that I was becoming just as paranoid as her ass. I'm not going to keep going through this with you. I'll call you later when I get to the office. I'm powering off my phone until then, so. Damn. How the fuck could you be so cold to the woman who's carrying your first baby, Gavin? Are you going to be like this throughout my whole fucking pregnancy? She whined with the hood ready to pop out any second. I thought you said you loved me, Gavin. Was that the truth or did you just want to get in my panties? What the hell kind of question is that? She knew darn well when we started sleeping together that was a mutual decision made by the two of us. We weren't drunk or high or any of that shit people normally use as an excuse for crossing the line. How could she ask me that stupid shit? I do love you, but right now, you're acting irrationally. Don't be using those big words on me like I'm stupid or something. I want to know if this is the way you're going to act the whole time I'm pregnant. Whoa, 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 I harshly whispered. We ain't even discussed you having this child. This child? Oh, no, your ass didn't just say this child to me. This is our child, Gavin. She shouted so loudly that I had to remove the phone from my ear. You better get that shit through your fucking head because guess what? We are having it. Disconnecting the call after she spoke her piece saved me the time of hanging up on her crazy ass. Once my screen went blank, I shut off my cell and stuck it on the nightstand next to my side of the bed. Easing back into the bed, I wrapped my arms around Annalise and kissed the back of her neck. She squirmed a bit and then turned around to face me. I hope you checked that bitch for calling you at this time of night because that damn show was not about business. Annalise spoke sharply and flipped right back around and started snoring again. That let me know that she was faking sleep as soon as I got out of bed. Now, I didn't know how much of my conversation she had heard. I just pray she didn't hear me tell her sister I loved her too. Now, wouldn't that be some shit? 916-633-1537. You can DM me at uh, Ratchet Book Club on Twitter. Uh, Ratchet and Ratchet at gmail.com is the email address. And you can leave a review at podchaser.com. It's all falling apart. It's all falling apart. The next chapter, man, two more chapters left. I don't understand how they're going to finish this. They're going to have to have like a sequel, a trilogy, something. If there's a sequel, would y'all want me to just go ahead and just keep reading? Uh, let me know. Hit me up on Twitter. All right, I'll holler at y'all later. Thanks for listening. Be good. Peace. Outro to Ratchet Book Club is by That Kid Garan and it's called Goodbyes. You can email him at tkgbeats94 at gmail.com for more information on how to lease this beat. This is Single Simulcast. <laughs>